Hi, I'm your host, Dave Kemp, and this is Future Ear Radio. Each episode, we're breaking down one new thing, one cool new finding that's happening in the world of hearables, the world of voice technology. How are these worlds starting to intersect? How are these worlds starting to collide? What cool things are going to come from this intersection of technology? Without further ado, let's get on with the show. All right. So we are joined here today by two guests. The first is Giles Tong. Uh, Giles, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Hi, thanks. I'm Giles. I'm CEO of Chattable Apps. I'm responsible for uh, all activities at uh, Chattable Apps. We've recently launched Chattable on the iPhone uh, and also have an Android app. Um, And I'm looking forward to telling you a little bit about what it does and how it fits into the world uh, of today. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Giles. And then our other guest is actually a reoccurring guest, um, my mate from overseas, Jeff Cooling. Jeff, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Uh, how you doing? I'm a qualified audiologist in Ireland, and um, I'm also the co-author of Hearing Aid Now, uh, which is predominantly a consumer-focused site uh, on advice, and uh, we try to support the independent audiology. Awesome. Well, great. Well, thank you too for joining me today. Um, you know, I wanted to bring Giles on as the CEO of Chattable, uh, a very interesting new application that's surfaced that I think has a lot of promise. And I think it kind of speaks to what's happening right now uh, within, you know, sort of the, the hearing loss industry and some of the new solutions that are beginning to rise kind of stemming from the supercomputers that we all have in our pockets. Um, So we're going to get into the story of Chattable, how it works, and the novel approach that they're taking. I also wanted to bring Jeff on because I I think Jeff, you know, being the type of industry expert that he is, he's been in this industry for a while. His blog, Hearing Aid Know, is great, and it's just been a really good resource. And I just figured that he would be uh, another great subject matter expert here to help to dive into this. So let's get right into it. Uh, Giles, why don't you share a little bit of the background on Chattable, you know, how it started, um, you know, talk about Dr. Andy Simpson and some of the novel approaches that he's taking, um, but just provide us a little bit of background on the genesis of your company and, and how this thing kind of came to be. Sure. Okay. So why don't we start with Chattable and then I'll go backwards to how we set, set up. So okay. um, Chattable uses neuroscience-led AI. Uh, to help people focus and hear conversation. Essentially, sound is going in complex and it comes out simple. So that makes conversation easier to follow. And we're using just a smartphone. So we're an app that sits on a smartphone and the user will get clear and loud voice without any background noise. Um, The background to the company really is uh, Andy Simpson, uh, Dr. Andy Simpson and his work uh, in auditory neuroscience and then using that understanding to create this AI, which we're now implementing on the smartphone. Um, This is a lifetime of his work. Uh, He was a coder in the games industry way back when, and uh, then moved into research and studying in this field of auditory neuroscience. Uh, A couple of years ago, he uh, needed some help to turn the tech into an app, and he came across uh, the Soundwave team who had just exited to Spotify, so Aidan, Brendan, and George. And together with uh, some investment they brought in with Mark Cuban, they founded the company. And then for two years, we've been working on building the the app into what it is today. I joined about a year ago to uh, help take the product to market. 
Um, and then about six weeks ago, we launched the iPhone app and really considered that as our launch. And I think during the course of recording this, we'll go through our 6,000th install. So that's quite fun. That's awesome. That's very cool. And how, how's that been working with the cubes? <laughs> well, it's not like he's not like he's here every day and, and on the back phone, you know, Hey Mark, how'd you code this? Um, <laughs> that is so, cool yeah. though, that you guys got, I mean, that's a really significant backer of, of your technology. And I think it does speak to, you know, the broader investing community is looking at this space and they're recognizing look, there's a lot of people with hearing loss out there and we need to kind of start to rethink the way in which we tackle this problem because for a long time, hearing aids have really only been the predominant solution that we've tried to, you know, try to use here. And, you know, it's like not everything is a $6,000 problem or a $4,000 problem or even a $2,000 problem. Um, and I think that's, it's an important uh, distinction to make as to why I think some of these new solutions that are more app-based, these sort of from the bottom up, um, I think they meet a different type of need than what's been addressed before. And, and that's part of the reason why I'm so excited about what you all are building. And I think it does speak to like, okay, so Mark Cuban is getting involved in this space. I think people are starting to see there's a big picture here and there's a really big problem that we can solve. Uh, totally. There's, you know, the World Health Organization stats, 466 million with disabling hearing loss. And you can read the, you know, hearing aid sales, 15 million a year. So clearly there's, uh, you know, an unmet need there. Um, by building an app, we're the ultimate and accessible and affordable and scalable. So um, that's why we're able to get funding to develop this kind of tech. And it's in our hands now to try and work with hearing healthcare professionals to find out where the app is going to be most useful as people walk through the door and say, Hey, I've got this kind of problem. Um, can you help me? So that's, that's kind of where we are now. Um, also as, as well as Mark Cuban as an investor, we've now got a bunch of uh, audiologists in the UK who have invested in the app. And um, that's fairly recent, which is fantastic for me because it means I can WhatsApp them questions all day long and, uh, pop down to the clinic as I did last week and, you know, shoot a video, take some photos. Uh, so that's really, really useful to, to me to have that access. But yeah, it's, it's a massive global opportunity. And we, we um, you know, we'd like to play our part in, in helping people hear conversation. Yeah, that's great. So you mentioned, you know, you kind of are starting to get all these advocates within the UK among the professional community. Um, Fortunately, we have one of those with us today. So Jeff, why don't you share your take on this? I mean, I know you wrote a piece about this and I'm just curious to get your thoughts, um, you know, on Chattable and the way that you perceive what's kind of being built here. Um, so, you know, I think it's really a unique approach um, to the problem. Uh, and uh, having you, so I think it's, you know, it's pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty cool app, uh, really cool app. Um, and I think that, you know, hearing aids, hearing aids are hearing aids and, you know, they've been around for a very long time. Um, the hearing aid profession and industry has been right for disruption for years. I think we all know that. Um, I don't see the change in technology or disruptive technology as a threat. I never have. Um, I've always seen it as a possible boom towards us in our profession and also the people who have hearing loss right they're the people who need to help um how these 
technologies will fit within our offering moving forward depends on who who we think we are. And you know, it's one of the questions that I've asked audiologists for a long time or hearing care professionals. You know, what are you? You a medical professional or are you a hearing aid salesperson? Um and I think it's becoming really important for us as a profession to decide what we are. Are we medical professionals who happen to sell hearing aids every now and again, or are we hearing aid salespeople who dabble in healthcare? And I think um, the impetus for us to really, really consider that and consider what it means moving forward is um, just increasing, in particular when we have disruptive technology like Chatable coming to market. Um, I think the recent AirPods, I don't think we can, I don't think we can talk about this today without, uh, without at least nodding to it. The recent AirPods Pro and the way Apple is going with their accessibility on their phones and, and on their devices only um, increases that disruptive pressure. And I'd imagine people like Chatable and other uh, players yet to enter the market are looking at that and how they will use that moving forward to offer solutions for people with hearing loss, um, cheap solutions or relatively cheap solutions. Because as you said, Dave, some people or many people have a problem they have occasional problems, and they don't feel that that problem is a $2,000 or £2,000 problem. They don't feel that problem is a £4,000 problem. Um, and apps or disruptive technology like the, like Chatable is may well be an ideal solution for those people um, because it's a, it's a limited problem. It's only a situational problem. and these devices or apps or technology facilitate that, facilitate their problem in the situation that they have it in. Um, and I think that's we have to work out how we're going to fit that into our service offer. But again, it's like I said, we also need to decide what, we're, what we actually are and what we're doing. Because if we are indeed uh, medical professionals, healthcare professionals who happen to sell hearing aids, well, then it'll be easier for us to consider how we fit Chatable within our offer. Um, if we think we're hearing out salespeople who happen to dabble in healthcare, well, then Chatable is a threat. You know, it's it's an obvious threat to our reason that I think moving forward, um, because of the way technology is changing, if we don't offer more and more services, if we don't integrate disruptive technology like Chatable and other devices that will come down the line, um, or other technology that does come down the line, I think that we will no longer be relevant to consumers. Um, and I think it's really important for us to consider how, how we manage that. For me, I think Chatable would be is an ideal solution for somebody who comes in and you know they've mild hearing loss, they have problematic areas in their life um, they need to balance up whether those problematic areas are you know important for them moving forward or how important they are moving forward 
if they feel that here and aids aren't the answer for them, for whatever reason, whether that's price or whether it's vanity or whatever reason it is, we shouldn't allow them walk out the door without some sort of help or at least discussing some sort of help with them. Mm -hmm. I think an app like Chatable fits within that concept. It allows us to perhaps offer those people some solution moving forward. Yeah, no, I think that's really well said. I mean, I think that you kind of touched on a few different things. And I, you know, for me, the way that I keep thinking about this is um, it's that seven year gap. That's the biggest issue, in my opinion, where it's like you recognize early on that you have some sort of problem and then you don't actually address it for seven years. And I look at this as, um, you know, you cannot continue to um, perceive these as like something that's just going to go away. Like we all have a supercomputer in our pocket that is just increasingly getting more powerful. It can do more things. It's enabling apps like Chatable. And these apps are going to just become either more pervasive or they're going to become something that's like vertically integrated into the actual iOS um, or the, you know, the, the, the Android uh, software. And I think that, you know, it's like if you view these as being just other tools in your toolbox that you can introduce people to the gift of hearing again, um, you're setting yourself up to succeed because you're establishing a relationship with them. You're giving them a taste of here's what it used to sound like, you know, for those that have, have had depreciating hearing loss. Um, you're giving them that gift back. A lot of these people have completely forgotten what certain sounds sound like. And if you can present that through an app or you can present it through a low cost device, um, yeah, it's not going to be apples to apples to say a really high end hearing aid, but I don't think that's really the point. The point is that you're presenting them with something so that they can understand, okay, this is what it feels like. And now I do understand what it would feel like probably if I had something that's even higher end than that. And Giles, I'm curious from you, I feel like this is sort of at the, at the heart of what your value proposition is to this industry is like, we are not your enemy. This is a Absolutely. better way yeah. to sell hearing aids. So I want to, I want to jump in there, the disruptor and threat conversation. So the disruptor to, to whom um, I try and think of it from the individual point of view. So the person who walks into whichever building they're walking into, it could be an audiologist, an ENT, a GP, whoever, their friend's house and saying, hey, I'm having trouble with conversation. Pretty much in all of those situations, Chatable can help, right? Mm -hmm. So um, if it's somebody who's come in and they have bought a, a hearing aid, then why couldn't they use Chatable in that situation, which is a really difficult uh, setting for a conversation, the pub, the open plan office, the cafeteria or whatever. Chatable with the hearing aid is a great solution then to be able to hear that conversation more clearly. And then we can go across the full spectrum of people who might be walking through that door, which could be the, the kid with the glue ear, the APD, somebody who's struggling to focus on conversation using noise cancelling headphones. So, um, you know, there's a long list of reasons why people come to get help. And for those people, Chatable, I think, could be like the punchline in the conversation. So we've done the hearing test. Here's your hearing aid. And then in that particularly tricky situation, you can use this app to, to help you over the line. Um, likewise, uh, there are many people in the world who, I don't know, maybe these fall into the seven year category, but maybe, you know, let's think totally globally for a second who can't afford or can't access audiology or ENT help. And for those people being able to download an app that gives them back conversation, you know, 
to whom is that a, dis, a disruptor or a threat? That's exactly. just for that individual. That's a solution that works for me. Mm-hmm. So what I'd like to do is to work with all walks of hearing care professionals and say, right, you've got people walking through the door with problems with conversation. Why wouldn't Chatable have a role to play somewhere in that uh, end end solution that's being provided? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And before we go into any more you know, talk about um, how this appeals to consumers or how this appeals to the professional. Let's actually go back to take a step back and talk about the product itself. So mm-hmm. walk us through how this thing actually works, because I don't think we've really focused on quite yet the fact that this is a, a really, really sophisticated way in which you can eliminate background noise. Like you said, it's great for pubs. It's great for these noisy environments. So just walk us through a little bit about the actual science of this thing. Sure. So it it comes from a different school of science. So it's from neuroscience. Um, And what we're essentially doing is providing an AI, an artificial substitute for the healthy auditory cortex, which means that you can use the app to attend speech, um, which for whatever reason you're not able to. So effectively it's replicating the normal functioning brain as related (coughs) to hearing conversation and putting it on a smartphone so you can just plug into it and use it. So that's the sort of technical science explanation, how, it, how it's working and what it's doing, we're calling end-to-end neural speech synthesis. So somebody speaks with all the other noise, it goes into the phone, and what comes out very simply is only the speech part. And that therefore is very easy for the brain to then use to hear conversation. So it's simplifying the conversation, it's simplifying the audio output that you're getting to your hearing device. And I use that very generically, it could be an AirPod, it could be a hearing aid, uh, could be the cochlear implant sound processor. We've had people use the app um, for speech clarity in, in, uh, with sound processors. So um, that's how the app works. If you're a consumer of the app, what you would see, in fact, why don't I just hold it up, um, is two sliders, one which is volume and one which is background noise. And you just slide them up and down. So you go into a situation, you connect it to your hearing device, Uh, And then you turn up the volume and then you turn down the background noise and now you can hear conversation clearly. So that's how it works. It's it's an incredibly simple looking device, but it's based on a lifetime of work in some very unusual uh, scientific areas. Well, for me, like the way I look at this is um, we're seeing a computerization of a lot of different sort of ancillary devices. Like I actually just recently saw an otoscope that is more or less a little computer. And, you know, what we're doing here, I think, is or what you're all doing here is you're taking a directional microphone and you're adding you know, the computing power and the processing power of it so that you can do a lot of this really cool, sophisticated background noise elimination and these sophisticated things that like just a traditional microphone can't necessarily do. So it's like a computerized directional microphone and all of the added benefits of that. And I just look at this again as like, this is something that's, you know, a really, really interesting application that I think I want to, I want to ask you, Jeff, about this. Um, you know, the way I look at this, I, I go back to this talk that I heard from Dr. Ian Windmill, who was the president of AAA a few years ago. And he was talking about how we as an industry, you know, as the hearing healthcare professionals, um, you know, th- this industry um, 
it fixates uh, a, a little bit on this idea that of, of like kind of like our piece of the pie. And he was talking about blue ocean theory and how, you know, you need to think sort of outside of your traditional purview and the traditional clientele that you serve and think about the fact that everybody has ears, right? So like you start with that as your potential market. And then obviously you want to narrow it down to like, okay, well maybe as an audiologist or a hearing healthcare professional, I want to address the hearing loss market as a whole, not just moderate to severe, but I want to get into, um, you know, the low end, or maybe I do want to get into, you know, preventative, uh, you know, using uh, ear protection and that and making that part of your, uh, your whole service and, and the different things that you do. And I look at this, you mentioned earlier, Giles, about, you know, ADD, um, ADHD, glue ear, like, I feel like this plays into this notion really well, which is that if I'm a professional that has predominantly had a, um, you know, a hearing aid, uh, you know, a private practice or something like that. And primarily I've seen older adults, like that's been my addressable market. I think what's really interesting about your app is that it can start to open doors into new demographics for you. You can start to get into the educational side of things. Like now maybe suddenly, um, teenagers and below with ADHD might be part of your target market. That can be part of the marketing that you do where it's having trouble focusing in class. This app helps to allow you to completely focus because you're turning down the background noise and you're going and you're targeting um, schools. And, and, you know, it's just the way I look at this is it's like, these are different weapons that you have to attack new markets. Like you can go and you can find totally new addressable markets that previously you hadn't really explored. What do you think about that, Jeff? Yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. I think that, I think that a lot of the, uh, a lot of the disruptive technology that's been, that started over life is about opening up a new market, right? Um, just quickly talk about shift hearing in Australia. So shift hearing is, you know, basically an online hearing aid. You buy it, you program it yourself, you wear it, you're happy, you're not, whatever, right? I see that hearing device as a starter hearing aid. Um, and it's attacking, uh, although it will attack, or it will be of interest to some of our current marketplace, it will be of interest to people much earlier in the journey. Um, and I don't see that as a threat, like I said. Um, if we catch them earlier in the journey and they have a solution, well, then maybe they will investigate another solution or a better solution moving forward, right? I think charitable fits within that concept as well. And I think it fits within that concept of not, not a pediatric market as such, but a younger market who are having problems with basically hearing a noise, whether that's in educational settings or whether that's somebody with hidden hearing loss. You know, we're seeing a lot of hidden hearing loss, right? We've known about it for years. It's it's not that it's become much more prevalent, but certainly people have become much more aware of hidden hearing loss. We can't ethically really treat those people with hidden hearing loss. What do you do? They all have hearing loss and give them a hearing aid? That's not, you know... Uh, ethically, you know, it's a bit kind of like, yeah, there's four grants. <laughs> so, uh, something like charitable, you know, really, really helps within that type of situation. I think the biggest problem or the biggest thing is 
well, certainly within our profession, will be how we monetize that, how we move forward with it, how it makes sense for us to move forward with it. And to be honest with you, I don't think that's Joel's problem, right? I think that's our problem. I'm going to help. Like um, I'm going to help. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to give you some money if you get us a subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing right that's the thing like we, we need to take responsibility for ourselves do you know what i mean we are big ass grown-ups allegedly professionals even educated professionals even and we need to take responsibility for how we're going to manage this disruptive technology and how we're going to introduce it and and you know how also how will it fit within our strategy, our business strategy moving forward? You know, um, and obviously, Giles will have some sort of package in relation to that. But it's obviously, you know, it needs to be said, it's our, it's, a, it's our responsibility to work that out and have those conversations. Um, but I think that's mainly what the, the, I think the biggest problem for Giles will be the monetization of this moving forward. Um, and whether you know he'll get the backing of the profession, or whether actually the biggest uptake of his um, solution will be just via consumers. For me, I'd like for it to be profession-driven. The reason I say that is because I feel if we drive it as a profession, well then we help to cement our relevance. Mm -hmm. The consumers and i think that's the most important thing right now i think that's the main thing that we need to consider as a profession i think that we are beginning a journey where we may lose our relevance and um, and if we don't adopt these type of this technology we may well you know put an out in our own coffin i think that you know I, the way I view it is that, um, like you're, I think you're right, Jeff, but I, I think that there is such an opportunity here. It's again, it's just like classic, like, do you view this as a threat? Do you view this as an opportunity? If you embrace this, you know, we were talking about this before and Giles mentioned that one of the accessibility features in iOS 14 that's coming out is like, you can, it's, um, you know, the ability to like triple tap or double tap on the back of an iPhone. Um, and it will automatically pull up a designated app. So you think about how slick would it be if you're in that fitting process or if you're in that consultative process, whatever that looks like. It could even be a Zoom call, right, with the rise of teleaudiology and telehealth, um, <clears throat> where it's like, you know, download this app, let's set it to, you know, let's configure it so that you just do a quick triple tap every time you pop your AirPods in or you pop in your hearing aids or whatever kind of uh, earbud that you're going to use, you just pull this up and boom, you're now able to use your speech and noise app for those noisy situations that you need that added boost. That is like, I feel like that is something where you say as the patient, wow, that is, this person knows what they're talking about. This is my expert. And that's where I think that the long-term value here lies is you have to become an expert in all of this. You have to be extremely knowledgeable about the suite of solutions that exist today so that you can impress the hell out of your patients so that they perceive you as 
the same way that like, if I ever have an issue with my feet, I go see a podiatrist. If I ever have issues with my ears, I go see an audiologist or a hearing healthcare professional. And they just like know every single nuance and aspect to this. And of course, some people are going to fit into that category of, I need a hearing aid or I need a cochlear implant. But a lot of people aren't there yet. But that doesn't mean that you should just sort of say that they're not really qualified for your services because then you're just selling one specific thing. You should be, I think, selling the actual acumen and the expertise of all of these different things. And this is, in my opinion, one more of these things that is just something that you can become extremely knowledgeable about and it can just lend itself to your credibility of being an expert in this area. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, I, we wrote an article there probably a good couple of years ago at this stage in relation to basically, I think the title was Can't Hear the TV But Not Ready for the Hearing Aids. And uh, it was basically about sound bars, you know. And um, so w- when I'm talking to prospective patients and, um, you know, they have a hearing loss, but they're not ready to move forward, problems with primarily the TV, you know, maybe stuff a bit at home. <clears throat> and I say to them, listen, you know, a possible solution for you is like a TV soundbar, a decent TV soundbar. Zedbox used to do a really great one. You know, um, simple as that, $250, $300 maybe. And that's an ideal solution for their intrinsic problem, which is primarily the TV, you know. Um and I, I think that's what we, we need to consider. We need to consider a wider world. It's not just about hearing aids. And we don't need to be just about hearing aids. We offer solutions, well, we test, we diagnose, but we also offer solutions for hearing loss. The solution needs to fit the consumer. You know, not, not what we feel or what we would like. The solution needs to fit the consumer. and. There's quite a bit of technology out there that that offers that, you know, like uh, like I said, soundbars or um, chatable now. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, there's a lot of solutions out there, um, and we need to widen our knowledge about that. That can be difficult, you know, when you're a practicing clinician. It can be hard enough to keep up with all the technology that's available within the field from. Yep you know, the traditional manufacturers, let alone from manufacturers outside of traditional manufacturers. When you then think about wider technology and wider solutions, it can be difficult for, for us to keep up with that. You know, I'm an nerd, I don't watch TV, I like reading and writing, so I managed to keep up with quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. But even I wouldn't say that I'm an expert on it all. Far from it. Yeah. So let me ask you, Giles, um, can you can you share a little bit about, you know, any other sort of a direct, like ways that this might be able to tap into new markets? I think when we first talked, you mentioned tinnitus. Um, can you just speak to this idea of maybe some out-of-the-box ideas as to how this might be a, totally. a great solution? Totally. So I have in my, my head, in fact, I was working on it last night with one of um, said audiologists, uh, this flow chart of all the different inquiries that come into the uh, clinic and, and you know, pretty much across the board, there is a role for Chatable to play in that because most of them are to do with, I've got difficulty 
with conversation. I can't follow conversation. So in the glue ear situation, we're you know, using Chatable to enable the kid to hear. Maybe with bone conducting headphones, that's popular because you've then got the ear exposed, but you could use um, other headphones as well. Uh, we like the Apple AirPods. Um, so that's one APD and all the brain mediated issues where there's trouble focusing on sound, particularly voice, um, wearing noise cancelling headphones. I'm doing that because I keep imagining my bows, but of course the Apple AirPods Pros are tiny, so they would work noise cancelling and um, that would enable you to focus on the conversation without all the noise uh, around. Um, so there's a variety of different situations. And I think this is coming back to the sort of question Jeff was um, was saying, you know, uh, how how what's the clinic look like in the future and what what are we doing when we're when we're working every day and it's to do with broadening the services and from that point of view i see chatable in many cases as an enabler we're enabling more services to be offered uh, by the clinic so you know what do you do when somebody walks in with glue here well you refer them off somewhere else but in the meantime perhaps they could uh you know use chatable to to get by with conversation so in the uk for example and i've just had this with my my son uh, you have um, suspected glue ear, you wait a few weeks for it to go away, then you think, well, I better go and see the GP, a few more weeks to go and see the GP. The GP says, oh, well, let's keep an eye on it, come back in a few weeks, and then a few more weeks pass, right, you better go and see an ENT, next appointment's X months away, so then you go and see the ENT, and then, oh, yeah, we better go and do some grommets. It's about a year before anything's really tangibly happened to affect that kid's life. In the meantime, they're not able to hear conversation, so uh, we're really interested in, in that aspect. Um, I'm glad Jeff's back. So I wanted to talk about TV for a second. You know, one of our users told us pretty earlier on, uh, I'm using this to listen to the TV and I used it. So my own situation is no um, recognized tested for hearing loss, um, but I can't hear much in, in background noise. So if I go to the pub or whatever, then it's very, very difficult for me to hear anything at all. So I'm sitting here in a lockdown situation. The TV is on. I'm trying to watch the TV, but in the next room, along with the door that's not really closed very well, is my wife on a Zoom call with 12 of her friends and they're all shouting over each other to tell each other the fantastic story of the day. And I can't hear a thing on the TV. So I put Chatable in front of the TV speaker. I turned down the background noise. I've got my AirPods Pro. And suddenly the background noise of the TV has gone down and it sounds like I'm listening to a bunch of actors. I mean, it's extraordinary. Yeah. So, you know, don't worry about the sound bar, just do that. And then you don't have to upset your wife next to you because you've turned the TV up to kill. <laughs> It's, but, but, but you're getting at something, though, that I think is really important, which is that we are, again, like, I feel like I beat a dead horse sometimes with this, but we have to constantly remember and recognize that the game changer here is the phone and the processing power and the computing power that comes along with it. And not to mention, I mean, AirPods Pro have more computing power in those little tiny earbuds than the iPhone 4S. Like, that is, it's unbelievable to think about the natural progression that these things are going to take. We're only scratching the surface as to what, what's going to become possible here and, and the ways in which we can manipulate our sound environments around us, whether it be the ambient sound or whether it be the digital sound that comes through our ears too, that we're now tuning into for such long periods of time throughout the day. So I just, again, look at this as like, why wouldn't you want to position this as a complimentary thing? I mean, in most cases, it's free. You can pay for a paid version of this, um, but it's just another thing that you can add to provide a little bit more value so that your patient walks out the door and when they go and they tell somebody about the great experience that they're having, they mention like, yeah, I'm using this chatable app and it's just 
amazing for these three use cases. These, it's a situational device, really. Um, so I just see it as being like this just totally new way in which you can articulate the value of the suite of solutions that you're providing. Totally, totally. And I'm, I'm also kind of, well, that's not something I really want to focus on. I, you know, all the ones that got away, and I know this isn't really a UK and, and, and our island situation so much because of our health care, but in most countries around the world, there are plenty of people who, who get the sticker shock and, and walk away and so we on. We call that tested, not fit. There we go. Right. So, you know, our app works right across the board from, from profound, severe, moderate and onwards. You know, why don't we re-engage with those people and start a conversation there? And maybe the line's something like, hey, we've got this new app, try it. Um, it's a video of how to set it up, whatever. We really like it. And then they try it and then they realize, oh, yeah, I do. I do have. Yeah, this is actually really helping quite a lot. Maybe I'll come in and see the guys about this. And then that conversation is reignited. So exactly. I really, you know, hypothesize about that being a real situation. Yeah, I totally agree. Jeff? Yeah, no, we're not. Any, any opportunity to communicate is a, is a, is a solid opportunity. I mean, that's one of, I think one of the things that the profession is learning. The Nationals have known it for a very long time, but the rest of the profession is learning. Uh, communication with your prospects and indeed with your uh, customers is ever more important. So any opportunity to communicate with them with something of value to them um, has to be seen as a good thing. Yeah, I can see that working quite well. So as we wrap up here, um, you know, I just want to get your thoughts, Giles. Like if you're, uh, if, if I have, um, you know, a hearing healthcare professional that's listening to this right now, they're intrigued by this, what, what would you tell them? Like where should they start with uh, either educating themselves on incorporating Chattable into their system, you know, kind of closing thoughts around um, a call to action here for anybody that's interested in, in making this, um, you know, for the, the professionals, but also the end users too. Totally. Yeah. So um, just imagine all the people walking into your clinic, you know, all these different inquiries, maybe they've sent you an email or whatever, and then start to think about how Chattable could be useful in any of those situations. So firstly, don't turn anyone away, engage with them, have a conversation with them, bring them in if you can, and then start to think about whatever it is you normally do, you do the hearing test, et cetera, et cetera. Where could Chattable have a role to play? Because I'm totally convinced that Chattable has a role to play in pretty much all cases. So um, have a think about that. I would love to speak to pretty much anyone. I'm trying to develop a partner program at the moment where I want to reciprocate um, people who go on to subscribe. So that I think will be useful to uh, the professionals who are thinking, right, well, I could do a lot of effort on Chattable. What's in it for me? There is something in it for you because, you know, we're going to make some money from subscribers. So, you know, we'd like to give that back for the referral. So that's a scheme that I'm setting up right now. So please, uh, you know, get in touch. But of course, it's an app. Just go to the app store, download it, find someone who's got hearing loss and get them to try it. You know, if they can hear conversation clearly, then we're off and running. Mm -hmm. They can connect it to their hearing aid in most cases. Uh, AirPods, we've talked about a bit. It works beautifully with AirPods and, you know, hopefully Apple will continue evolving and developing the tech there, which, you know, we'll be delighted to continue to work with. Um, interesting knowledge you had there that uh, it's got the uh, iPhone 4S tech in it. I know we work on the iPhone 5, so um, maybe I'll find the 4S and see how close. <laughs> um, <laughs> say no more. Um, so, 
<laughs> so yeah, I, you know, I would love to speak to pretty much everyone. I'll build an army of people to speak to loads of people. You know, this is, uh, like you say, it's a huge opportunity and I, I really see it as uh, complimentary. Um, we came out sort of with our guns out a little bit because we're thinking of India where there aren't audiologists and, and you know, 100 million people, according to the World Health Organization, I think it's higher than that. I think there could yeah. be 350 million people in India uh, with difficulty hearing conversation. You know, we can help. We can yeah. help. You know? It works on a hundred dollar smartphone. Let's where's, go. The, where's the best place for people to reach out to you? Where, where should they connect with you? Yeah, dead easy. So Giles at chattableapps.com. I've just this afternoon put a new link on the website, um, which you can, which is, you know, is regular contact form. Um, I'll call you back. I'll text, you know, I've been doing, Lots of conversations over the last few days as I've started to evolve this program. It's ready to go. I've got my first few people. They take a link from me. They put it on their website, onto their emails, into their social media. And anybody who clicks on that link, I can track it back to that clinic. And then I can reward that subscriber. I it's, love that. <laughs> that's how you, and, the, and, and these are the new revenue models that are going to start to surface. I love it. I mean, I think that's so fascinating is on the surface, it's like, okay, so I can only make maybe a couple bucks a month, but Again, this is recurring revenue. People need to look at what that looks like, right? You get a nice base of people that are subscribing to this and they're not canceling. You're suddenly just like cutting yourself a big check that just grows and grows every single month. I think recurring revenue through subscriptions like this and kind of a referral-based program, that's a really, really interesting new model to be thinking about. And, and again, this is, I think, how this is all going to become viable is that as things sort of move towards service-based models and less product-oriented, new revenue streams are going to become available. And I really think it's going to be things like what you're proposing here. Totally. So, you know, get the link, send it out on your email list to all the people you've got, you know, the people struggling with TVs, the people who've, you know, sort of gone missing somewhere and you haven't heard from them in a bit. Let's dig out all their all the email addresses and, you know, send them a note. Um, whenever people are coming in for the, you know, hearing aid fittings and so on, let's introduce it into the conversation. Because I really think it's going to help a lot of people. I, I, you know, and it should be a win-win-win, you know. Mm -hmm. Patient gets better, get a better hearing perception. Um, we get what we get and, and the clinic gets, uh, gets some remuneration as a result of, of that subscription. So hopefully that feels like a good winner. And to your point about, you know, increasing services and so on, I think of the glue ear person. That's sort of vivid for me. The kid comes in, hey, glue ear can't hear, right? We'll refer you. And in the case of the UK, that's going to be months and months and months. Well, in the meantime, here's some bone conducting headphones and download from this link, Chattable, and go away. And you can now hear conversation whilst you're waiting for the ENT appointment. You know, the, this is an example of the type of services that hopefully we can we can expand into and Chatterwood becomes an enabler of that. Yeah, I love that. Jeff, what about you? Closing thoughts? Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I love the idea of the, uh, the Gleeware solution, how, you know, how that fits in. Um, I think that I think that this is kind of like Chatterwood is 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 one part of a wider uh thing that's going on and we talked about it before i think i talked with you dave about it about where there would be you know perhaps one ear level device that you basically downloaded apps for um so that you know it worked say okay so mrs brown wants to go to a wedding this weekend so she downloads an app and purchases the app for the weekend 
to allow her to hear within that really, really complex situation just for the weekend. Um, you know, primarily because she doesn't want it or she doesn't want the expense of it, but maybe she just wants it for three days. Um, and Charitable represents, you know, kind of the start of this idea or the start of this process. It's okay at the moment, it's on a smartphone, but, you know, as you've said in relation to the AirPods Pro, moving forward, you know, could Charitable be installed on the AirPods Pro? you know, an app installed on the AirPods Pro without a smartphone. I mean, that's possible. It's got to be possible. So as computer power, you know, drives us forward, gets smaller and smaller and smaller, we're heading towards ear-level devices, always on ear-level devices, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I think I think we can all probably agree on that. Um, and, yeah, I think that, that Chatable and other technologies like it represent part of that future. Yeah. Nope. That's very well said. I, uh, I think this has been a really informative conversation. I think we've tackled a whole lot of different uh, topics here, but really appreciate you two coming on. Um, when all this uh, coronavirus rubbish has passed, the three of us will, uh, I'll fly over to the UK and the three of us will have to get together in a pub, throw on some chatable so we can take out all the background music and just really chop it up. <laughs> you got it. Sounds good, Dave. <laughs> Sounds pretty glorious. I know Jeff's been dreaming about pubs. I he, he, he's itching to get back in there. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you too very much for tuning in. Thanks for everybody who tuned in here to the end, and uh, we will chat with you next time. Cheers. Cheers, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Future Ear Radio. For more content like this, just head over to futureear.co where you can read all the articles that I've been writing these past few years on the worlds of voice technology and hearables and how the two are beginning to intersect. Thanks for tuning in and I'll chat with you next time.